0: Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.
1: This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Comic books are rising in popularity, with much credit due to small and big screen adaptations and the broad range of audiences that pick up weekly issues at their neighborhood comic shop. New editions or issues of comics drop on Wednesdays, and today we've got a guest whose job it is to read and familiarize himself with these fresh editions. Sequential art that offers entertainment and, quite often, insightful commentary on society that sometimes comes in deceptively cute packages. John Norfleet, also known as Fleet, is comics manager and owner at the Wizard's Wagon in the Delmar Loop. And he's here to share a handful of his favorite new releases. John, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Very well. Now, John, you've brought in uh, just five of the many issues released yesterday. Let's start with the first issue of a new story. We'll touch on this one just briefly, right? World Tree. Now, World Tree is for mature audiences. John, give me a quick breakdown. Um, Who's World Tree by, and what is it about? And why should I not read this with my (laughs) seven year old?
0: Okay, so World Tree, also, I should say about World Tree is that uh, I actually have to pull it and release it later on uh, this month. But uh, World Tree is about, or it's by a, a series, or it's by a guy named James Tynan. And it's about uh, the effects of the internet and how it, uh, or the, the dark web, and how it, it gets into people's minds and, and, and gets them to commit great heinous acts of violence. Uh, in this particular issue, we follow a, a character whose brother um, goes on a mass killing spree and, uh, and he streams it live. And, uh, and as he does this, more people who see this, there's kind of like a, like a virus thing that gets into the minds of other people the more people who see this stuff the more they're influenced to do the same kinds of things
1: Mm -hmm. so that gets very much at this point that comics are not just about what is uh fictional but really reflects a lot of what's going on correct
0: yeah you you can barely clearly tell that this is inspired by by real things in the world Mm -hmm. um obviously it has its own fictional spin to it but yeah comics reflect real life all the time
1: and can you Tell us about the the writer and the artists who are involved in this particular series
0: uh, yeah so so james tynan he's um, he's a notable uh, horror author specifically and um he's he's done a lot of interesting things he's also written uh some superhero fare as well um and then we have fernando blanco who he he typically his his style is more realistic um than anything else um and you get some really crisp uh, character designs. And you can tell by the way he does his layouts and panels that everything makes sense. So it's easy to follow. It's not overly stylistic or anything mm-hmm. like that.
1: And it's a bunch of a, a group of people yes. who have been recognized um, by basically the, the Grammys of of the comic books. Oh, the Eisners. Yes, yes. yes. The other, uh, the next one that is, that you've brought in is called All Against All, um, this is the fifth issue, uh, and so this story is a, a bit further along. Well, this obviously. is actually the final issue. Oh, it is the final. Okay, so we, as, this being the last one, give us a, a quick sentence to explain this plot.
0: Sure. So the, the easy way to explain it is, um, let's say uh, we take the the concept of Tarzan, but we apply it to the to the rules of Predator, the movie Predator from from the eighties. So you have aliens who are who find themselves uh, face-to-face with a human who is completely decimating them due to gravitational differences and things like that. They're trapped with the human. The human is the alien.
1: And the art style here is pretty interesting. It looks almost like it's drawn with chalk or crayon.
0: Yes, yes. So the the stylistic choices here um, is meant to to give you this kind of alien feel to everything. when they're in the, the earth setting, everything is, is very lush and, and green and things like that. But when we deal with the aliens, uh, they're, they're, they're colors that aren't normally associated with life. They're, you know, uh, off-color blues and pinks and, and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And the author, um, Alex yes. yeah, does a lot of sci-fi. That is correct. And what does he do in that genre that really stands out?
0: So uh, he he typically does a lot of, he takes maybe a, a mundane concept, and he he goes all in on this. He, he wrote a story once about a guy's relationship with a with a personal assistant app um, that had everything and that controlled everything about his life, and it, and it manifested uh, as a physical or physical to him being. Um, and it and he just kind of runs with what if. What if this weird thing happened and how far can we go how Mm -hmm. far can we take it almost like a like a black mirror approach
1: okay so it's a little bit of like suspension of disbelief but moving it into oh could this really happen yes okay the next title that you have brought in is called monarch Um, and here this is the third issue of monarch Um, our producer maya norfleet uh, no known relation (laughs) to you john She said that she thought that this cover was cute and I I would agree. Um this this could have been me when I was a kid. Is this a cute story? It is not. Okay, um, tell us a little bit more.
0: So the the girl on the cover her name is Marley. She's the adoptive sister of the main character Trayvon. Trayvon is an alien um who was who was seeded into the world and meant to to grow up and assess humanity. Uh, so that when his alien brethren come they can harvest the planet and do whatever they want to do with it mm-hmm. um, and so uh, in this in the first issue the aliens attack and it disrupts life and and so on and so forth and so on this issue here trayvon is dealing with the struggles of being an alien but also growing up human mm-hmm. and and regretting the things that are going on here and he, Wants to save his family and his friends.
1: So on the cover, I am seeing Marley. She's standing at what looks like a, a bit of a, a cliff, and yes. what is coming from the sky is so that
0: that would be that would be the representation of Trayvon himself coming to, coming to the planet. Mm-hmm. In uh, the previous issue, we see that arrival and uh-huh. his adoptive mother seeing this meteor come down and and finding it and seeing a, a plant growing in the ground and inside of that is a child, and so. She adopts him and takes him home and she and Marley has always known
1: uh-huh. so sometimes kids always know the things that adults yeah. do not before I forget the the one that we we're just talking about, this is monarch, it's the third issue, yes, and then all against all, you said that's the fifth, the fifth and, final. and final. Does that mean that you have all of the previous issues so that people can? can sort of either catch up or, yes. or take in the whole series? in most
0: cases. In these cases, yes, I do have all the issues mm-hmm. uh, previous. Okay.
1: The next one is called Eight Billion Genies. And this is the eighth and, and another final. final issue of the series. The whole series yeah, apparently is very cool. <laughs> um, also, eight billion. Why are there so many genies?
0: so uh the concept is is that when planet Earth, when it reaches a population count of eight billion people, the Earth releases sort of a defense mechanism to call the population, and in this case, it generates one genie for every living being on the planet, which allows them one wish per person.
1: How did you i mean how, you you review yes. all of the the new comics that are coming in. What about this sort of stood out among all the ones that came in just yesterday? I believe usually it's like six or seven, and there were seventeen yesterday. <laughs>
0: yeah, so we we typically get in about I'd say honestly about sixty to seventy comics that release every week, um, of which I choose I choose a smattering of of new number number ones and, and key issues that, that I wanted to read and so on, and then I assess what I want to talk about, what I think should you know, people should hear about things that I think maybe people have, have missed out on, and things that I think need a little more help to mm-hmm. get sold.
1: Now, the last one you've bought in is uh, Usagi Yojimbo,
0: uh, right? Usagi Yojimbo. Okay. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles Yujimbo. and uh-huh. Usagi. Okay.
1: There, yeah. I, I missed the B in <laughs> the title. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Um, this is one that is rated for teens, mm-hmm. and it's the first issue of a. Crossover? Yes. Tell tell me about that.
0: Uh, the crossover. Mm-hmm. So in this case, so for for fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, like the go way back, uh, and not even that. Every now and then you'll see the the rabbit character Usagi show up, and this is because the the creator of Usagi and the creator and the Ninja Turtles were friends. And so Usagi is a feudal-era uh, Japanese samurai, where everyone is an animal in this in this world. And the Ninja Turtles are the Ninja Turtles. And in this event here, there is a there is a uh, doctor. His name is Doctor. Wherewind, who's a time traveler. And through time-traveling shenanigans, uh, the turtles and Usagi end up meeting each other, or eventually. Well, they don't in this issue, okay. but the time traveling happens.
1: So when people come in. And they're looking specifically for local talents we've talked with marie enger and steens stewart yeah. here uh, on the show how much talent are people maybe not noticing that is is here in st louis oh
0: i'd say loads um so i i know i know like i know marie and i know steens and they're, they're both very great people and but there's there's a a rich community of of artists and creators out here who've been who've been you know digging in the coal mines trying to to get out in the world and and piece by piece little by little some of them you know hit the mine and they get there and they become professionals and some of them get work on professional things like that but there are so many people uh, in the St. Louis area that have the talent and the drive and are creating their own things. And, you know, and that's kind of the way, one of the ways to, to get to get in there. So I'd say on my shelves right now, there's probably 10 or 15 St. Louis, St. Louisans mm-hmm. doing work on, the, on the, the mainstream level, but also we have a local small press section as well.
1: Mm-hmm. When people come into your store, um, there are going to be comic books, obviously, that you are really excited about yes. having in and also the ones that are coming. Is there some way like people would know? I haven't had a chance yet to, to visit the store. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, What are the comics you're most excited about uh, that are coming? And like, how can I tell that those are the ones that, that <laughs> you have your eye on? Well so I,
0: I release a video on our Facebook page every week that that gives a rundown. Like last night I did seventeen comics. Normally I don't do seventeen. That's 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 insane. But um <laughs> And the video was 25 minutes long, and I apologize for that. But um, but usually you can tell, because there are some books that I don't need to be talking about, but I always do anyway. And that's things like the X-Men, uh, especially the X-Men, anything with Scott Summers in it, Cyclops, uh, you know, that's how you know that I'm really excited. And horror stories as well.
1: Well, we'll come and visit you sometime soon. John Norfleet, also known as Fleet, is comics manager and owner at The Wizard's Wagon in the Delmar Loop. Thanks so much for coming by to talk new comics with us.
0: Yeah, anytime.
1: This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr.
0: Our production intern
1: is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
0: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.
1: Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group.